Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 22. My name is Mark Champlin, and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. What's up, girls and gays? How's, how's everyone doing today? You know, you know it's, been, it's been a fucking week, man. It's been a fucking week uh, in, in my personal life. It's been a fucking week in the world. Uh, it's, it's been a week where we're just, uh, just being reminded of global fascism constantly, uh, being reminded of the ever-present threat of white supremacy around the world, uh, and it's a movie where I had to... Fuck! I fucked it up! I fucked it up! Just keep going! It's what We watched the Angry Birds movie this week, and I hate it. The Angry Birds drink piss and commit genocide, uh, and I just... Ugh, God! I... <laughs> God! That was... You know what? That's that's the intro that this week deserves. I can't... I'm not even... It's there's there, it's, there's not even anything to to re-record. It's fine. Fuck it. it. It's like it's <laughs> Fuck like this. it's like it's like it's like a hundred degrees in my room right now. Yeah, I'm recording. Tell me about it. Um, Talk about it. I feel like fucking garbage. I went to a party on Friday where I saw a bunch of people from high school, and everybody was really depressed. And I saw the way that like capitalism has just ripped the spark out of these people. Um, I've just had a bunch of significant personal tragedies happened to me in rapid succession and also i had to watch the fucking angry birds movie which is just just a disgustingly right-wing film just unbelievably repugnant and conservative in a way that was shocking to me um and then on top of that it is just exhausting to watch it's the angry birds movie is maybe the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it is, it is, it is truly despicable in every possible way. It isn't fucking funny. Uh, it's not entertaining. It's painful to sit through and it's ideology is fucking disgusting. And I just, Christ, man, it's, it's a fucking rough one. Tell me about the angry birds movie. Uh, Mark, can you give me a little, a little background? So info on this I feel like film? there's, there's a theme there's kind of a loose theme of this podcast where, uh, or maybe like a trope, uh, or like Alex will watch the movie first and she will say something complete, which sounds completely absurd, um, to me over text. Like, uh, the angry birds is a anti-immigration propaganda film. <laughs> and, and I will think to myself, there's no fucking way. <laughs> uh, so like last week it was, uh, and albeit I had already seen it, so I know this is true. Last week it was, uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing is a lesbian rom com, <laughs> and and this week she watches it and she texts me and she says, "Oh, this movie is just conservative propaganda, essentially." And I was like, "There's no fucking way." Let me tell you, <laughs> it's I'm I'm not laughing because it's funny. It is genuinely distressful. Um, yeah, we have to laugh. That kids watch this movie. We have to laugh, otherwise we would cry. And I have already cried a lot today for other different reasons. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to cry about this. I'm just going to get pissed um, at the fact that, you know, Bill Hader voicing 
the leader of a caravan of insurgents looking to steal a generation of uh, what is a clear, obvious stand-in for uh, Europe's white children. <laughs> that's that's the movie we're dealing with today. There, this this movie is. Are you familiar with the fourteen words manifesto? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there, but if you go ahead and Google it, this movie is that, but replace white children with uh, birds. Uh, so the Angry Birds movie <laughs> was released in May 2016. Ah! <laughs> no, not joking. Sorry, keep we'll, going. we'll get to it. Keep we'll, going. Get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh, God. Apparently, yeah, one of the last video game movies of the pre-Trump era, which is interesting. <laughs> it says a lot. Um, yeah, it's based based on, you know, the mobile games. Your, your mom plays them still, probably. I played them, man. Um, I used to I, I fucking never... love Angry Birds, and now I hate Angry Birds. <laughs> now I hate them. Yeah. Now I now I hate them. I know what they stand for. Yeah. God, do you think the creators of Angry Birds had had any idea that they're that much like the creator of the Pepe meme? <laughs> their creation their work would be co-opted for for neo white nationalism. No, no, I didn't. Uh, yeah, so it's directed by Clay Cadis and Fergal Riley, and Those written are fake by games. John John Vitti. These all look like fake. These look because like who would want to attach their names to this? Uh, well, apparently Jason Sudeikis, Josh Gad, and Danny McBride would have no problem attaching a dynamic their trio names to this. of stars for this film. It's you know they are certainly dynamic. If yeah. the dynamic is you know sarcastically low pitched voice uh, being <laughs> cynical about every fucking thing that they encounter um yeah also features friend of the show peter dinklage um, <laughs> now making his third appearance now God, is it you, not yeah because he was in rampage wasn't he no what was the fuck he? was he in was he in rampage God, no ra- the rock was, the, the rock no, was the a rock multiple was friend of the show yes yes yeah. so two 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 pixels alumni in this movie we got josh gad and peter dinklage once once again showing up on the podcast and i don't i don't really have a lot to 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 express about that other than i feel like it sets the tone for what we're going into here uh if you've if you've listened to the pixels episode you know how i feel about that movie and if you haven't just imagine i'm just gonna scream into the microphone for the next 20 minutes and you'll get a pretty good idea um so this movie uh it's 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 awful. Um, on top of being awful, it's it's mean spirited. It's a very cynical movie. Um, it is just dripping in money. It is so fucking expensive. This thing, the the textures in this movie cost more than my house. Um, like we said, it's it's deeply right wing. On top of all of that, and then it also literally just never fucking stops. It's ninety seven minutes long, and it just moves at a blistering pace. Um, in which very little plot actually happens. It's mostly just the characters being mean to each other. Um, so a lot happens, but very little uh, like storytelling actually takes place. I dare you to try to find a singular moment in this film where there is silence for more than two seconds. It really feels like the people who made this are, you know, just think that kids are just 
dumb as fucking shit. Just really think that they just have no capacity to comprehend any sort of emotion besides, like, mean-spirited anger and, like, disgust. I- Yeah, I don't think this movie has a high opinion of children in, in, in like, multiple ways. Like, it portrays, like, children as- as like a huge annoyance multiple times in the movie and i guess like like to be clear like this this main character red um is a bird with anger management and he's like the only bird who's angry that's like the 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 catch of the movie that's that's the hook i mean and but the the movie gives you several gives him several justifiable reasons to be pissed off like his life sucks and it's like you as the viewer just feel the weight of this like miserable person and it, i don't understand what how why I, yeah yes yes i relate to this depressed angry person now i feel <laughs> angry and depressed hey kids let's go see the movie yeah it well it, it's it's really astonishing to watch especially a children's film where it just feels like the protagonist just does not want to be there like Jason Sudeikis mm-hmm. as uh, Red, the the titular first angry bird, of which there are maybe two or three total, um, and then eventually all of the birds are angry because they're angry about uh, you know the immigrants pouring over their borders. Um, but you know, like his character is basically that he doesn't want to be there. He thinks everybody is an idiot, uh, and he's never having fun. He's never engaged. Like, why, as a seven year old, would I want to watch a movie where? you know, ostensibly to be having a good time in which the main character is just completely unengaged in everything that happens around him and isn't having a good time himself at basically any point throughout the entire movie. Also, can we just... Go ahead. Why would me as a seven-year-old... Why would me as a seven-year-old want to go see a movie where the main character is just my dad? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. fuck that. Also, like, him... Him going to the anger management, like, like the one of the, you know, inciting incidents of the plot is that he has to go to anger management class. And, like, that is, that's like, that's like if we were recording a podcast, you know, if this podcast had existed in 2015 and the Angry Birds movie had been announced and we were doing, like, an elaborate bit about, like, oh, what are they going to make the Angry Birds movie about? Like, oh, there's an angry bird and he has to go to anger management class? That would be ridiculous. But that's, like, actually what the movie is about. And basically every single aspect of this is, like, that 10-minute-long podcast bit that you would have heard. Um, on, like, any given media podcast about this movie before it came out, and then they just went and made that movie. It is, like, the most, like, paint-by-numbers fucking hero's journey-ass movie that you possibly could have put out. Every time this movie tries to make you give a shit, it's, like, infuriating. Like, there's a scene... There's two scenes that come to mind, right? We haven't even gotten to the fucking plot because it barely exists, but, well, God. There's a scene where... Where, like, you know, at the very end, where, like, you know, okay, two seconds of the plot. The the, the pigs show up, uh, Red is the only one who thinks the pigs are bad, everyone else thinks the pigs are good, surprise, the pigs are bad, they steal all the eggs, and the angry birds go and bomb them and commit genocide, and then they get the eggs back. And the scene where they get the eggs back, and all of the, you know, it, they play, like, sappy music, and it plays in slow motion, and these mother birds are cradling these eggs, and I was screaming, 
fuck you as loud as I could at the screen because they haven't <laughs> earned you feeling anything about anything that happens in this because this movie is just about bullying. It's just none of the characters are ever nice to each other. No, all of the jokes hinge on dunking on, you know, your friends. Like, it. watching this movie really reminded me of being the younger kid in a group of older kids you know when you i know, totally older know what you mean. older kids shit on each other that's what they do you know mm -hmm. um and so as like the younger sibling growing up i spent a lot of time hanging out with older kids and i think that that experience shaped me into a more shitty and judgmental person and it took me a long time to unlearn that kind of stuff because it's it's just not productive and it's a lot more fun to spend time around people that you like uh and that are trying to build you up instead of constantly trying to shit on you um it also made me feel like you know being at a party with a bunch of like i really hate to use the word normie because uh, it has some it has some 4chan-ish connotations that I don't really care for. But, you know, like, being at a party with a bunch of cishet normies that are making the most obvious fucking jokes in the world. Like, every single joke in this movie you see coming from 12,000 miles away. And it's like something that would have come out of, like, a boomer Facebook meme page. You know? It's like that level of comedy happening the entire time. And it's... And it's happening so quickly, and it's so fucking exhausting. Yeah, I, I like what you, I like what you said about it being like boomer Facebook meme level comedy, because like uh, it goes very well with the the boomer Facebook politics of this movie yeah. as well. Um, it 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 totally makes sense. Um, that yeah, what you're saying about just the older kid being the younger kid. There was a moment I remember it was my first bus ride to junior high. And I was on the same bus going to the same school as my older brother, who was in high school. And they were talking about Guitar Hero. It was like 2006. Um, and I was like, joke. They were all like clowning about the Guitar Hero and playing on Expert. And I was like, the real test is like, what if there was a game where you had to do Guitar Hero on Expert and do DDR on Expert and like sing into the microphone on Expert at the same time? And I remember them all like looking at me like, shut the fuck up, kid. That's not funny. <laughs> Like we've all thought of that before. And I remember that moment. It was like 13 years ago and I've never remember feeling shitty. I was like, God, I guess I'll never try to like make a lighthearted joke with these older kids again. Like that yeah. movie is, that's how this movie feels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I fucking, yeah. We could talk about how this movie, uh, treats therapy, uh, and the concept of like just men being open about their feelings. Like, you know, again, so the whole, you know, first act is around him having to go to anger management because he's, you know, yelling at people at his job for some bullshit reason. Um, and, like, you know, the mm. therapist is portrayed as, like, this crazy lady that's super wacky, and it's like, haha, it's hilarious that she's a therapist. And, like, the fact that all of these, like, burly, masculine characters are having to go here and be open about their feelings and, like, having to read poetry and having to, like, really try to, like, understand why they are, you know, acting violent in response to their emotions... Uh, and all of that is a mm -hmm. joke to this movie. You know, all of that is just punchlines and punchlines. Yeah, it, and, and, and like you can this movie... See, you can see the punchline 
you can see the punchline coming from like a million miles away with the really really big like angry dude who doesn't talk much and all he does is scowl i was like oh i bet he's like secretly like really good at like poetry or singing or something yeah. and like sure fucking sure enough that's the joke is that haha he's like a good singer haha and but it's not play it's not in like a it's not in a oh don't judge people like uh you don't judge a book by its cover weight it's a haha he can do a thing even though he's a giant fat guy yeah haha yeah and god god the fat like we were talking before the show about like whether or not we feel that this movie is fat phobic um, and, and to me, it's not, it's not so much that it is, like, explicitly fatphobic as much as just, like, characters being overweight is just a constant source of visual humor in this movie, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, that, that same, uh, giant bird that I was just mentioning, uh, breaks the slingshot when he tries to go into the Angry Bird slingshot near the end. Yeah. He, he, he breaks it, cause, cause yeah. he's, cause he's a big guy. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't know, even we that's we have we haven't even touched haven't on how fucking politics. we haven't gotten to the politics or how fucking horny it is let's talk about how horny it is real quick before we get to the politics because that's gonna kind of be the meat here there's so many butts yeah there's there's so many fucking butts in this in this movie they make sex jokes in ev- literally every single scene and and it's like it's like the people who are making it are consciously aware of the trope where you have to make, you know, the entertainment for kids uh, still have jokes for the parents. You know, the Animaniacs model of, you know, like, wink and nod kind of jokes. But it's, it's, it's exhausting. As an adult watching this kid's film, it's exhausting and stupid and, uh, and, and gross because they're like cutesy cartoon characters and they're just constantly making sex jokes. There's a Fifty Shades of Grey joke in it. You know, they're always fucking showing characters' asses and fucking, like, making birth... There's a birth control, bird control joke, and just none of it fucking works. You know, it's this isn't as bad as Donkey Kong, the Donkey Kong Country show, which was also very horny, but I, I felt a similar way. Yeah, not not as not as obvious as Donkey Kong, but uh, in the animation style certainly. But there's jokes that are just like so fucking unnecessarily sexual. Like, and me as an adult, I'm not watching that, being like, "Haha, this is for the adults watching." It's me going like, "Okay, I fucking get it." <laughs> like, fine. They're they're doing yoga poses uh, in uh, anger management class, and the instructor is helping Red get into this pose. He's like, and she says some shit like. Have you ever, like, stretched your legs like this before? And he's like, haha, not for free, I haven't. And it's like, I, okay, sure, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like, they just... Re- that's, it's, a, it's, that's a sex joke. Yeah, it's like they're not even really making jokes. It's just that, like, they need to just constantly remind you that the Angry Birds fuck. Like, it's just... it, it It's like a core tenet of the movie. And when I say every yeah. scene, I mean every scene there are sex jokes. Yeah, they're um, just reminding you that the writers know what sex is, even though this is a kid's yeah, movie. Hey, pretty we're much. serious yeah. adults. Yeah. It's um, so fucking unnecessary. It's 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 gross. Uh let's just we're just gonna get into the politics shit. Uh so the Angry Birds Alright. This movie is about uh a basically like an isolationist society right they live on bird Mm -hmm. island and they are 
they don't have they as far as they know there is no outside world at all uh and then one day the pigs show up right on a big uh, on a boat and there's and it's only like two pigs at first and everyone's like hell yeah the pigs there's other people wow there's other stuff out there this is incredible there's 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 more to see of the world and and there are other cultures that we can that we can connect with and that we can uh you know they you know they have a festival they have a they have a big feast and they you know they, they, there's a you know a sharing of, of of culture and and red who is the protagonist i'm not bullshitting any of this this is like this is the plot of the movie um red who is the protagonist is is suspicious right and he's the only one who's suspicious he's sort of this he's he's sort of this kind of like uh, you know middle-aged white male truth teller style guy he's the only one that can see that these these folks from these other parts just aren't trustworthy you know we don't we don't know what they're up to we don't know what we don't know you know what kind of insidious things they might be doing um and then surprise the pigs were bad all along there's actually tons and tons of pigs and they're streaming into the island and in the middle of the night they have stolen all of the eggs and so red was right all along and the solution yeah. is you know the crux of it is basically you need to you need to give into your anger you need to give into your anger versus these other people and you know the, sometimes that anger is good and you need to take that anger and you need to go and you need to fucking bomb civilians and you need to destroy like okay so they they go to wherever the pigs are i don't know how they just get there there's a journey involved probably this movie is a blur in my mind it all happens so fucking fast they they, they build they build a boat yeah. they, they build a boat for what it's worth and then and then and then they go and they bomb the pigs like and okay so this is the this is the moment right this is the angry mm -hmm. birds thing where they get into a slingshot and fire themselves at constructions and kill pigs but not in a cool way in like a fascist way so okay aside from the immigration stuff this is to be off because the slingshot concept is introduced in like the first 20 minutes as a way the pigs are like hey you could use this slingshot to fire food at people while well, we have all kinds of crazy things in our culture and then it's never mentioned again and then at the very end of the movie they use the slingshot to fire themselves at a city and destroy it right it's not like the whole movie uh, that is based on the video game about firing yourself out of a slingshot at buildings is built around like them learning how to use the slingshot and like training it's just a thing that gets introduced at the end so that they can do the thing from the movie so from the game uh, it's so hot <laughs> it's so hot from, yeah so what what you're saying is this this didn't have to be like this i think is like it didn't have this didn't have to be the plot like in order to be no. an angry birds movie you just had to have the birds in a slingshot right and they yeah. had to be what angry they didn't have to be angry about immigrants yeah know? so <laughs> so before before we before i even watched this movie somebody on the twitter asked have you heard the immigration angle <laughs> And I was like, there's no way that that's what this movie is about. And then I watched it. And I was like, oh, no, it's like explicitly about that. 
Like there's no there's no other angle. There's no okay. So there there is, but I think it's wrong, right? So okay, you're right. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. right. So, I know what you, I know where you're going. Yeah. With this. So 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 again, like to be clear, my reading of this movie is basically that they are portraying the pigs as immigrants. Red is a conservative who uh, sees this, uh, you know, these people streaming into their nation. Um, and he's sort of an isolationist conservative type. And he R- real quick, real quick. Might you even say that he's red pilled? Go on. <sighs> and, and he's the only one that sees uh, that Literally. they're actually villains. And then at the end they go and they fucking bomb them. And when I say they bomb them, I mean, there's a scene where like, you know, like, so they have the scene where they fire out of the slingshot. They're like, they're knocking over buildings. Tons and tons of civilian pigs who have nothing to do with the invasion are dying. Like, they, they are just blatantly, like, indiscriminately bombing this city. And then they, like, hit a stack of TNT that's in a basement somewhere. And it blows up. Like, there is a fiery explosion. And they bomb all of these people. And that's like, and they're the heroes. And we're supposed to be like, yeah, they got them. Right? So, the, 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 the alternative reading that you could take for this is that it's about colonialism and not immigration right and i think you could i think there are places where it kind of seems like they're gesturing at that right like when the pigs first show up they show up in like a big wooden boat right and it it it, it like it's like oh maybe they're trying to kind of recall like you know like white you know uh colonialists you know like coming in from Europe and invading, you know, the Americas, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, appearing to come in peace in that way. Um, but I think that, and, and like bringing, bringing their new, like advanced technology yeah. and, and kind of like trying to impress the simple folk on the islands. There, there's hints of it. Yeah. But I don't think the text supports it. Right. Because like there's, yeah. there's constant gestures towards actual, like, cultural signifiers that are you know meant to label the pigs as others in in the way Mm -hmm. that you know mexico specifically uh is portrayed by white conservatives uh in our country and Mm -hmm. they when they're getting bombed they have a building called hamnesty international one of the pigs has a coexist bumper sticker um, there's a, an unaltered coexists bumper sticker. Yeah, it's sticker. just straight up there. It's the these pigs are supposed to. Yeah, they in a lot of ways it represents Mexico. In a lot of ways, these pigs just they could be read as like just general like quote unquote globalists. Yeah. Um, they they when Red is questioning uh, who the pigs are, one of the things he says is, "How do we know they aren't fugitives of the law?" And and he's right, right. Like, he's right about mm-hmm. them. Like, the whole thing is, is the crux of it is that, is that he's right and he's the hero. Um, we haven't even talked about the fucking great mighty eagle. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, so, go for it. You so have the your great, on this. The great, the, the fucking great, so about a, a third of the way through the movie, when it, uh, Red remains the only, the only brave soul who's willing to say, hey, I don't trust these new these new people. Um, if only we were back in the good old days when the great mighty eagle, who is this bird of legend, who is literally a fucking bald eagle, <laughs> who is that supposed to represent? I, I have wish statues I wish of that, him. He's a, he's I, a white founder type figure, you know? I wish we could go back to the days when this strong bald eagle 
would would protect our freedom and protect our liberty. They have a fucking song that's essentially like you know, a God bless America stand in that all the kids learned in school about the great mighty Eagle. And it's, it's so fucking blatant. It's never even really explained what he does. Right. And and they meet him and he's disappointing, right? He's like out of shape and he doesn't, and he doesn't do that much basically. Um, But it, it is, you know they they are still like trying to carry on his legacy but it, it the, the movie is so fucking like devoid of any sort of like actual uh emotional resonance or any sort of actual like explanation of the lore um that like we don't even really know what it is that mighty eagle does that's so great and then there's like this scene no. where like you know the mighty eagle has like abandoned them or whatever and they gotta go forward on their own and then eventually he comes back and saves the day or some bullshit who cares but you know they have this scene where red looks to him and he's just like you know you know i i used to believe in you you know you you really used to mean something mm-hmm. to me and this is this is just, just having this taken away from, and like and the movie is just trying so hard to make you feel an emotion and you just are so fucking angry because they they have not earned a fucking second of it dog it's just the the now the reason that 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 scene uh probably did inspire emotion in some people is and even though it wasn't earned at all in the movie itself is because if you go into this movie with uh, the read that this bird, that this great eagle represents like the spirit, the American spirit, you sure. can see Red as like the Trump figure and you can see him saying, or the Trump voter, maybe. You can say him saying, I used to believe in you. You used to stand up for what you believed in. And now look, look at us. Now you're, America is soft. You're, yeah. You're lazy. You're, you're soft. Anger. We're not going to do anything about it. Well, I'm going to give in to my anger and I'm going to inspire quite literally a populist movement and we're going to, it's, it's fucking, so that's why they didn't need to do shit because the, because all, all that the great eagle needed to, they didn't need to explain his backstory because he's just a symbol for the spirit of America and yeah. he works extremely effectively uh, as that as as long as you're there's multiple articles out there that you can read just google angry birds immigration and you will find that this movie was overwhelmingly praised by actual d- d- trump voting white nationalists yeah you know the the it things like this raise the question of whether this is intentional or not Right, whether there is intentionality behind making this a conservative film, um, and I mm-hmm. think the answer is one. You know, either it is intentional, or the people who wrote and directed and produced, and you know, the the boardrooms that put together this fucking script, um, just have this ideology uh, as a default and don't even think about it. Um, which is, you know, one possibility, or it is intentional, in which case, you know. It, that's just what it is but regardless of that it, it doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. if white nationalists are reading it as a white nationalist film then then it is hitting those points and like us seeing mm-hmm. it that way is you know valid based on the fact that like hey the people who actually believe this shit are also seeing this movie this way and this this thing is a this is a fucking problem you know like it it yeah. is an actual problem like you know, you can 
try to argue that, you know, oh, well, we're, you know, you guys are just reading too much into this. You know, it's just a kid's movie, just dumb movie for kids. Who cares? This movie made so much fucking money. You know, it's the type, this is the kind of movie that, you know how fucking kids are, man. Kids watch movies they like over and over and over and over again. And this is the kind of movie that is designed for that. It's short. It's incredibly fast paced. It doesn't have, it's clearly designed for a very, very young audience because it, it, it has so little respect for its audience and it, and it, uh, you know, assumes that they have zero fucking attention span. Um, and these ideas, you know, the immigration stuff being, you know, the big kind of disgusting underbelly of it, but even, you know, just like the bullying, you know, the fat phobia stuff, the characters just being shitty to each other, like, this stuff sticks with people, dude, you know, we talked about on, you know, the Legend of Zelda episode how, you know, that show, you know, was for little kids and was, you know shows that you know people who like it's no wonder that people are fucked up who grew up on this cartoon where this dude is just sexually harassing this woman all the time you know the legend mm -hmm. of zelda cartoon drop in the fucking bucket dog this movie like everyone's fucking kids have seen this movie like yeah. and this is the the concepts in it the ideas like not necessarily like you know, like, I'm not saying that kids are going to watch this and understand that it's about immigration and therefore now they're going to, you know, be racist. It's that they're going to see this and it's going to have an effect on the way that they approach things. It's going to have an effect on their thought processes. It's going to have an effect on the way that they treat other people. And I think that this movie is like actively harmful because of that. The, the seeds of ideas like racism and xenophobia have very, very deep roots, right? Like, these are things... There are certain things about this movie that, like... Like, it's all, it's all fun and good to, like, try to, you know, say this is, like, a unintentional propaganda film... And there's not, maybe there's not a lot, maybe there's not enough there to say 100% this is intentionally made as propaganda, but there are, there's enough here to make me raise an eyebrow. And especially just the idea that this, this group of outsiders comes to the birds country and takes a generation of their children yeah. is so... It is so, so just word for word, um, like a white nationalist talking point. Whenever you see anti-immigrants or racist propaganda, it's always about the kids. It's always about our babies. Like I, I said earlier, and I made the joke, but like Google like 14 words. The, the whole joke there, not joke, the whole idea there is that white nationalists are trying to secure a future in which their white babies can thrive and that can't happen if you know immigrants come in mass and have more babies than white people do and the idea that this movie spends its entire plot setting up that you know these ostensibly nice people coming over to bring their nice technology and you know spread culture in the end are just trying to steal a generation of your children 
and you need to get fucking pissed and go to where they live and fucking murder them all is chilling. And it's like not a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard to tell what's worse, right? Is is if the people who were going into this are people who are explicitly conservative, you know, like if, if, if the writers and directors and we, it, Mark, you know, tried to look into this and couldn't find anything really conclusive about it. But like, mm-hmm. you know, the idea that like uh, these people are explicitly conservative decided to make a extremely popular children's film be as, you know, and throw tons and tons of money at this film that is, you know, <laughs> a racist metaphor. Or if these are people who consider themselves to at least be culturally liberal, um, but who still just have these completely unchecked assumptions, right? Um, and and mm-hmm. and and it kind of ties into the fact that, like, you know, being nominally liberal uh, in Hollywood or in politics, period, uh, does not make you not a fucking imperialist. And in fact, being a liberal is just another part of the imperialist arm. Um, let's talk about the part where they drink piss. They, the, they fucking drink piss. So they, <laughs> they, they climb. The, the, so the, the, the hero's journey of this movie is they're trying to climb the mountain to rediscover, you know, the, the heart of America, the, the golden Eagle man. And he's living up on a mountain. Apparently they found, what they thought is like the 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 lake of wisdom which is rumored to be his new home and they swim around in it they they drink the water and then they like spit it into each other's mouths and swallow each other's spit and then the great mighty eagle appears in a cliff above the pool and just starts pissing and this is a 30 to 45 second you know, piss take. They show the piss. And we explicitly, just, they sh- explicitly there is They piss. show the piss. Like, it's yellow. They show the piss. Um, and then, you know, they they show the characters, like, retching at the fact that they just drank, you know, pee water. Um, yeah. I don't have much to say about the the fact that they drink piss. Um, you except know, for I, the I fact have a... That, <laughs> No, if you have something to say, by all means. It, it, this was the point where I became completely fucking exhausted with this movie. Yeah, um, I I'll just say that I knew that that I had heard beforehand that there's an entire Twitter account and I think a podcast uh, called "The Angry Birds Drink Piss" in the Angry Birds movie, and so it was a thing that I was aware of. Um, <laughs> but I didn't expect it to to be so explicit in this movie for children like it's not it's not like like i thought it was going to be like oh there's a joke that implies that they drank piss and then it's like oh haha like you know and then it moves on and if you got it you got it and otherwise you don't even know that they drank piss they want you to be a hundred percent certain they want you to walk away from this film with two ideas in your head one is that we have to secure the fucking border and two is that the Angry Birds drink piss. What are we watching this next week? Josh, <laughs> this isn't Josh Gad fucks Cubert, by the way. It's not implied sex. It is actual piss no. drinking. Um, no. Good, good question uh, for <laughs> what, what we are watching next week. Um, <laughs> just keeping the podcast rolling. Just, 
Just one one step at a time, we'll get there. I'm sweating right now. It is <laughs> boiling hot in my capitalism has produced a situation in which it costs me hundreds and hundreds of dollars to keep my air conditioning on in Southern California inland where it gets up to over 100 degrees during the summer and I can't afford to do that so it's just hot in my house all the time and I have to talk about the Angry Birds movie what the fuck what movie what movie are we watching next week next week we are going to watch a movie that we have both seen um a movie that anyone who was, you know, a teenager uh, eight years ago or so probably saw. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, it's a video game movie. It was voted on. Um, not <laughs> yeah. enough people told me. Not enough people told me to shut the fuck up on the, Twitter. The people have spoken. So, I think it's a video game movie. It, 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 it was, as much as as much as Spy Kids Three is a video game movie. Scott Pilgrim is definitely a video game movie. I was surprised and thrilled to get Alex's support on this one. Um, um, no, no, no support from Josh, but that's fine. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching this. Actually, um, this was, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm hesitant to say this is one of my favorite movies of all time uh, because that's something that I thought, you know, maybe four or five years ago and i'm a very different person now mm-hmm. than i was then um i but i i have a deep deep love for this movie um I, yeah i i we can both safely say we have a soft spot for this yeah. movie and we probably always will um and i have not uh really watched it since uh developing a coherent feminist ideology uh and so i'm i have read some critiques of where it goes and the way that it treats women and queer people. And so I'm interested mm-hmm. to evaluate that here in the hell year 2019. Um, but God damn them visuals. God damn that movie looks good. <laughs> me, I will say me as a straight person was extremely willing to give them a pass for it. Yeah. Well, I'm by furious. Um, yeah. And I th- I'm pretty sure I still think that's funny, but I haven't actually decided yet. Yeah, you you uh, now as an actual <laughs> bisexual person are like, hmm, maybe I don't know. We'll see. There's there's oh, a slight God. chance I th- I'll think it's funnier now. Uh, yeah. but we'll see. That's true, that's true. <laughs> brains are brains are weird like that. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us at Cartridge Cinema. That's our Twitter. That's where I posted the poll. Um, so if you didn't vote and you don't think that Scott Pilgrim is a video game movie, it's your fault for not engaging uh, yeah, with the hashtag now. content. <laughs> it's too late now. Um, follow Alex at Party Time Shuffle. Shuffle spelled S H F F L. Follow me at Mark underscore Drizzle. Find us on iTunes and Spotify, SoundCloud, OGs. You know uh, who you are. You know where you are. Um, uh, go ahead and rate us if you haven't. We've got a few uh, positive ratings, and uh, that's you know all we ever wanted. All we wanted from the beginning was 30 people listening, and I think we have it significantly or slightly uh, more than that uh, from a week-to-week <laughs> basis. So we'll take that. Uh, so yeah, rate us and, um, yeah, any other, uh, closing thoughts? You know, the day that the Angry Birds committed genocide in the pig city was one of the most significant days of the pig life. But for me, it was Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I got a reference to the actual line in there. You did. (laughs) 
Yeah, you sure did. God, what a... Jesus. God! Christ.